Good Wednesday afternoon, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and this is the I Love Seville show. Thank you kindly for joining us. It's a pleasure to connect with you through the I Love Seville network. We archive and air and broadcast this program on every social media platform known to mankind, so you, the viewer and listener, can feel a bit more entertained, enlightened, educated on local topics here in Charlottesville, Albemarle, and in Central Virginia. We give some props to the Charlottesville Police Department for being a presenting partner of today's show. Be the change you want to see and join the Charlottesville Police Department. Help them fill these empty vacancies they have on staff. Chief Cotches is a stand-up guy, and we back the blue and champion the police on this network every single day. Judah is our director. I give him some props um, for being our right-hand person and keeping us online. I think, Judah, on that note, we should welcome today's um, superstar, Alana Smith, the owner of the newly minted Walton Middle School Shuttle. If we can go to the studio camera and then a two-shot and welcome Alana to the program. You're on screen. you got a lot of people watching you right now. How about an introduction, Alana, to, to who you are? So yes, my name is Alana Smith. I've lived in Charlottesville since 2015. I moved here when my youngest was a tiny baby. She's now eight and going into third grade. So it's really easy to keep track of how long we've lived here because of her. Um, I absolutely love Charlottesville. Uh, when we moved here, I told my husband I felt like I'd fallen in love with the place. It's just everything about it I've loved. Um, so yeah, so I have five children. I'm a stay-at-home mom. My husband actually works for the schools. And when we found out about the bus shortages, and I found out that my middle schooler would not be getting a bus to Walton, which is a ways away from us, uh, the neighborhood, the, all the women in the neighborhood started texting like we do and, you know, kind of griping about it. And one of my neighbors said, Alana, you should finally put that van to use. And I thought, that's dumb. I'm not going to do that. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, actually, this could be really, really useful. Um, I've actually had this van since 2019. We bought it with the idea that we could carry all of our children and they could each bring a friend. So it's a 15 passenger van and so we have room for everybody and then some. And then COVID hit and we never used it very much for that. So it's kind of nice to finally be able to use it to let people have their friends and kind of, it's not a party van per se, but it's fun. Like it's fun to be able to, whenever we, people talk about carpooling, they ask if I have enough seatbelts and I'm always like, yes. I have plenty. You see 15. So that's yeah. something that we can clear up right away. The, the van you already had in the driveway, mm -hmm. and it was not purchased for this endeavor. Oh, no, no. It was, it was already a family vehicle. Yes. Okay, fantastic. We were wondering about this on Monday. We chatted about your business on Monday. Um, all right, so let's talk, about, let's talk about what you're doing here. This was birthed, this entrepreneurial endeavor was birthed out of necessity. This is the yes. quintessential example of social entrepreneurship or conscious capitalism where a business is created to fill a void or a niche, a business that's run for profit that is done in a way that leaves the community in a better place than when the, the business was first birthed. This is social entrepreneurship, the definition of it. Talk to us about the idea, how we got to this point. Um, so basically, I just kind of did the numbers in my head, and $5 seemed like a fair amount. It's $5 one way per kid. Um, we do offer discounts if you sign up for the whole month. Um, and yeah, we, we were figuring we needed to pay for gas, and that, I, I'm sorry to the environment, but the thing is a gas guzzler. I bet it is. Um, we needed to pay for wear and tear on it just for the extra driving and because teenagers are not nice to cars. Sure. Um, and then I had to get commercial auto insurance for it also, so that, that was a pretty hefty amount. Um, but yeah, if we fill the van, we should be fine. Um, if we don't fill it, I'm hoping we can still break even. 
And yeah, that's, that's, it's about that simple. You know, I, I mentioned this to Judah. I almost think the $5 one way is like well below market. Um, I think you're like, and, and, and we'll get to this, some of the response. Um, for those that are throwing shade, I think $5 is well below market. And she's throwing families a significant bone here and is not doing any kind of like profiteering uh, motivation here. I think you're doing this to literally fill a void. Walk me through that mindset. So yeah, a lot of families are working, right, when they need to be taking their kids to and from school. Walton sure. is actually probably the worst for those times. Um, so what do you I mean know, by that? I mean that they start late when a lot of people are already at work, and then they end kind of when most people are probably ending work, but it's so far away, it would be hard to leave work and get there on time to pick up your child. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like I'm giving people the opportunity to actually do their own jobs. And so I, I feel like... So as a stay-at-home mom, I did a lot of babysitting trade-off for friends, and we always have this understanding that if you're just trading babysitting because you need a babysitter, you do it for free. If you're doing it for someone so they can go earn money, then you pay them for it because you're watching them so they can, do, they can earn money so you can earn a little bit of money too. So that was kind of my mindset. So I'm doing this so people can go to work so they can pay me. Like I said, I'm not asking a lot, but they can pay for that so they can do their jobs and probably be paid a lot more than $5 an hour for whatever they're doing. Uh -huh. I mean, I said this on Monday's show. For, for, for those that want some perspective or a comp, a comparable, try taking an Uber ride from your personal residence to Walton Middle School. And if you took an Uber ride from your personal residence to Walton Middle School, I guarantee you that would be three or four X the price of the $5 she's charging for a one-way trip. Um, walk me through the business model, if you can offer some perspective. I understand you mentioned the van is a gas guzzler, but I would imagine the insurance coverage that you needed to essentially be a bus service here for other people's kids, that, that payment is astronomical. Yes, that was, well, we've made our first payment and it was several hundred dollars and then it will be a monthly payment continuing on. So okay. yeah, it's a lot more than what I'm hoping to make. Um, but I felt that I couldn't do it without that insurance. Like that would just be Really Crazy. stupid of me, yeah. Yeah, right, right. So you have you have significant um, insurance coverage there, but that is uh, is that your number one overhead with this business? Yeah, I spent a little bit on advertising. Okay. Um, I put up signs. Um, I start my actually my husband set up the website for me because I am not great at technology. Okay. Um, that's about what we've done so far for it. And that website is waltonshuttle.com. Yes. It's a site your husband created through Google. Mm -hmm. um, I thought you did a good job. Um, I want to give you some props, Mr. Smith. I don't know your first name there, so I'm giving you some props right there. Um, talk to us about like the response, the feedback you've gotten from the neighborhood, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. Well, um, I've had a lot of people tell me it's great. Um, I think it's great. Thank you. <laughs> okay. It's, I think this is a great idea. Um, I have not. So I've had a few people tell me they thought it might be overpriced. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How is that? I mean, but do they I really, want you to do this for a quarter? I, I don't know. I really couldn't do it for less. Right. I mean, I... Like, are you breaking... Like, seriously, I'll ask you a very pointed question here. Is five... If you have a full van going there and a full van coming back at five bucks a head, and you're even offering a discount... If people sign up, and let me get the exact language, a 10% monthly discount. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to ask you about that discount. Mm -hmm. If you get a full van there and back, and you just do one trip there and back, are you basically breaking even here? Yeah, about that. She's I'm, breaking even? Yes. Okay, so I didn't mean to interrupt you here. The no, response, the response. Yeah, oh, so then, um, yeah, and then I, I see, I've seen people on social media. I, I did not post it myself on social media. A friend of mine posted it for me because I'm not on there very much, and 
she actually knew about a whole bunch of local groups that I hadn't even heard of. So she posted on those for me, and then I checked them, and I was surprised how many people were like, wow, she's really trying to make a lot of bucks off of us. And I was like, really? That, that was where you went? I had one guy even accuse me of not paying my taxes, which seemed pretty rude. I mean, it's a licensed business. Of course, I'm going to pay any taxes on it. Um, although I will say other people called him out and told him that was kind of uncalled for. Um, but yeah, I, I was surprised at the pushback I got. It was a little hurtful. <laughs> my, I was reading the comments and not responding to them, and my, my son, who's a teenager, was like, you should never try to be a YouTube mom, YouTuber, Mom. You'd be terrible at this. Um, I'll tell you, you're, you're speaking to that person here. There's one influencer in a 300,000-person market, and it's us right here. And the response in large part, and J-Dubs, check Facebook Messenger if you could. The response in large part has been 80% of it incredibly positive for what we do. And then 20% of uh, the viewing and listening public, uh, public likes to throw shade or nastiness. And you just kind of roll with the punches. You yeah. Know, you roll with the punches. So you llc the business? I don't think that's what we did. Okay. I, I'm honestly not sure because I let my husband take care of that part of it. Okay. Um, I think it's just a private business. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, you got you got uh, significant insurance coverage. Yes. Okay. Let me throw this to you here. What has been the response from ACPS about you do, what you're doing here? Um, they haven't really responded much. My husband mentioned to a couple of his coworkers that I was going to do that, and they just asked about how much the insurance was. Okay. Um, which was great because we had actually not thought of that originally. So as soon as they mentioned that, we're like, okay, we're going to get insurance right away and it's, it's all set up the insurance is good um, so one suggestion I would make um, mm -hmm. as someone who owns a handful of businesses here um, and you know topic of conversation maybe for tonight's dinner table I would very much suggest um, LLCing what you guys are doing okay offering some corporate protection um, and you know just minimizing or compartmentalizing exposure for you mm -hmm. I'm glad you got the insurance coverage I think that's brilliant what are the big picture vision for this I mean is it vans for multiple routes in multiple neighborhoods or am I getting too far ahead no. of myself okay <laughs> the big picture honestly would be if the school hired some bus drivers and I could quit but is that gonna happen I doubt it yeah I doubt it. Um, but that would be my dream come true, and then I could go back to doing what I actually enjoy, which is hiking and other things during that time. Um, so you're strictly doing this to help people, and you do not want to do this to scale the yes, business? Yes. No, this is not meant to be a long-term business venture. This is until the need is done, and then I will be done with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're like, this is what you said, I have a 15-passenger van. Mm -hmm. I see that my neighborhood is, does not have the, the bus routes needed to get kids to and from school on time or back home on time. Mm -hmm. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have some free time on my hands. Let me step up mm -hmm. and help people out. And the only reason I'm asking $5 one way is because I don't want to go out of pocket to help people. Yeah. Dude, this, this woman deserves serious props, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You are amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I need a cut to the chase. And if you can put the PTI headers on screen on a one-shot, Judah, that would be great. I, I would have done it very differently if I were you. Okay. What would you have done? Well, no. I, <laughs> I, I'm very much a business person. I mean, we're a one-income household. We have two little boys. Our oldest just started kindergarten for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, I would have run this potentially more as a uh, profit-focused business. Mm -hmm. um, for, for example... Friend of the program, um, Deep Throat, that's his handle, um, one of the viewers and listeners, he's sending me a DM. He says in Houston, they used to use a similar service, and it was $15 one way. Oh. $15, $16, $17 one way. 
um, and he says that people in Seville think $5 is too much, tells you a bit about what Charlottesville does, some of the folks in Charlottesville from a sophistication standpoint. Um, were you, you mentioned you were hurt a little bit when you saw some of the comments there. Any inclination to jump in the comments and respond? Um, I guess the only thing I would say is just that if you think about it, I, so I will end up spending 10 hours of my week driving to and from the middle school. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, I mean, I, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but I do other jobs. Like, I work for a law firm here, just very part-time, and I work for a wedding planner, helping them out on the weekend. So it's not like I don't do anything else. Um, this is time that I could be making money in much more lucrative ways. And I feel like charging $5 an hour, like, you would pay your maid more than that. Yeah. And, and you would pay childcare a lot more than that. 100%. Too, so. I think yeah. I, I, I tipped the uh, Mudhouse Barista uh, $5 this morning for a, a large coffee. Yes. <laughs> that, that literally she walked from, she took from the cappuccino maker and gave it to me on the counter. I mean, and you're driving people's most precious commodities, their children. Mm -hmm. I mean, folks, this woman is a rock star, a rock star here. Krista Varner Ruji. Oh, she's a friend of mine. Hi, she's, Krista. She's giving you props. <laughs> Alana is an amazing person, and I think this is a wonderful thing she is offering. I concur. Ray Cadell, who's in the wedding business, says, ask her insurance guy about CLUP. They need, be, need to be protected, of course. So he does a lot of transportation of bands and whatnot, of, of musicians. Mm -hmm. So he's giving you some advice there. Um, you're getting props from Grayson, who's watching in North Downtown, and he says, I absolutely love what your guest is doing, filling the void. I've seen some of the nastiness that's been on social media, and it's completely uncalled for. Um, so he's got your back as well. What, what would you like um, to see happen from, say, an ACPS standpoint? Because I don't think this bus driver shortage void is going to be filled anytime soon. In fact, at the last school board meeting, there were drivers who spoke um, and they mention on the record in front of the school board that they feel like they're not heard or listened to or understood. Mm -hmm. They feel marginalized and taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, Louisa County Public Schools, which is basically adjacent to Almarle, has a full fleet of drivers. Yeah. All drivers, all routes, no issues there, and the pay is comparable, if not less. Mm -hmm. Help me unpack that right there. I mean, my guess is that it's a management issue. It, it's either that they're not disciplining the children properly. Um, if I, that, that's one thing I will say as a private business. If I have a kid being difficult, I can kick them off. I'm not obligated to give them a ride, so it, it gives me a lot more power. The bus drivers are kind of at the mercy of the children. And would you do that? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Respect. I mean, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a tough place that the, the bus drivers are put in, and they need to be heard, and they need to make sure that that the schools have their back. If they don't feel like that, of course they're not going to do the work. Very well said. Why Why not... Okay, this, this came up on Twitter this morning. Dylan's Rule is watching on Twitter. Um, Dylan's Rule, we appreciate you interacting with us. He says this. Um, it sounds like ACPS is hiring some private companies for the transportation of special needs kids. What is going on? I think we're approaching a point where Albemarle County needs to look at simply privatizing the whole concept of pupil transportation. What do you make of that idea? I mean, maybe. I feel like if they just took care of the problem, it would be cheaper than trying to privatize it. But, I mean, I, they should run the numbers and look at that. How do you take care of the problem? Is it just more pay? 
No, I don't think it is because okay. the bus driver, the hourly rate for the bus drivers is actually very good. Okay. It's um, like 20 bucks an hour. Yeah, that's not bad. Now yeah. maybe, I mean, maybe they should look into seeing if they need benefits. I don't know. Um, but I also think that, I, I heard that it's one of those things where the people who have been doing it for a long time get a lot more of the good routes and they, they get a lot of the perks and the people at the bottom don't get it. So maybe they need to worry about not being so um, favorite, you know, playing favorites with the people who've been doing it for a long time so that new people want to do it. Sure. That's you, a possibility. You have five kids in ACPS? Yes. How do you feel about ACPS? For the most part, it's great. Okay. Um, there have been some glitches here and I feel like ever since COVID, I feel like everyone's just struggling to get back to how we actually run things. I wish, I, I don't know why we're still in such a place like that. Um, yeah, I, I, very well said. What do you, um, what do you make of, and I'm, I'm going to choose my words carefully here, um, because I have tremendous respect for you and I understand your husband works for the schools. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to talk about this after your interview about the petition that's circulating. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to talk about um, a school board candidate and Dr. Meg Bryce, mm -hmm. who had her political sign, her campaign sign vandalized recently, mm. um, which wasn't great. Yeah. Um, what do you make of the current state of public schools in the area? You know, I only know from my own experiences, okay. so that's a tough call. Uh-huh. I feel like I feel like they're pretty good, honestly. Like I have family in other states where I wouldn't send my kids to those public schools. Okay. Um, I have a sister in Washington State who homeschools, and I've said if I moved there, I'd have to do the same. Um, so I, I do think they're really good. I think it wouldn't be hard to make them a lot better, though. Um, and I know, I know Dr. Haas is in a hard, hard position. We always joke whenever there's a potential snow day that I would hate to be in his shoes because whatever he does, half of the world is going to be so angry at you. Um, but, I mean, that's why they put you there. They, they know that's you why he makes the big bucks. Yeah. 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 Um, do you, how serious were you about homeschooling? Not very. Yeah? <laughs> no. Because that, that is a growing population of... It is. It is. And I have a tremendous amount of respect for the people who do it. It's not for me personally. <laughs> I totally get that. You're saying kids are tough. They are. I and had you're five very kids happy and I with love the first them, day of school. But I'm excited when they go to school. <laughs> my, uh, my, my better half um, this morning after we did kindergarten drop-off, she's like, should we be popping the bottles right now? And she was so happy. Our five-year-old is the best, but he's a handful. Um, all right, so your hope is that they solve the transportation issue, mm -hmm. yet you're not so confident that they will solve the transportation issue. I mean, I think it takes a while for people to get their CDL. So even if they hired someone tomorrow, I don't think they would be driving for, how long does it take to get a CDL? A few I, I, months? It's months. Yeah. yeah. So even, if, and, and my understanding is four bus drivers just quit. That's true. So it's getting worse right now and not better. Yeah. Yeah. So the viewers and listeners, that's completely true. I've also confirmed this with, with multiple sources that a handful, so you heard four, I actually heard five okay. um, bus drivers have now quit because of the response. And, and do you feel for the drivers? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's like, here's a good example. The, the, the U.S. postal um, uh, workers mm -hmm. that deliver the daily progress, the daily progress is now delivered through the mail, yeah. which is crazy. It's like yeah. trading stocks and equities through carrier pigeon. Mm -hmm. um, and these postal workers are dropping off the newspaper for say, the, the progress is delivered on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. They'll often get Tuesday's paper on Wednesday or Thursday, then deliver it days late. And yeah. then people are ripping them when they're dropping him off. So I correlate it to the drivers that are picking up kids now. The five, you heard four, I heard five that have quit. 
are getting ripped by parents at the bus stop. Like, what are you doing? You can't get my kids to school on time. You can't get them home on time. There's not enough routes. I'm having to drive them. But it's not their fault. No. I empathize with them. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I know last year, if our, if our bus drivers were late, it usually was because they were sick or they had a sick child. And they were wonderful. They would reach out and text us to say, I'm so sorry, the bus is going to be late for this reason. But again, it speaks to the larger problem that they should have substitutes and backup. This shouldn't be a crisis every time a bus driver has a sick baby. They should be able to be home with their kid then. Why not make this, I, I, this is just a businessman and me coming out here. Why not make this a more like, why not privatize transportation and lead the charge here? It seems like, is it just not something that you're passionate about? Is that what it is? No, it's... I mean, what's, honestly, the, cost of a, what's the cost of a 15-passenger van? Can I ask that? Uh, I think when we bought it in 2019, it was about $20,000. Okay, Although 20K. probably the price has gone up because that was before COVID and before cars went crazy. Sure, sure. So why not get 10 buses on the road, 10 of these vans on the road? Well... So I'm not an entrepreneur okay. normally. Like, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. This okay. is very much outside my comfort zone. Okay. Um, it wouldn't have occurred to me to even think that way. <laughs> now that you're saying it, I'm like, well, I need a lot of capital to get going on that. That's the easy part. Really? You think? I mean, well, I mean this, this is what I do for a living. Here. Okay. Okay. The, the podcasting is a very small portion of what I do. We put deals together. We, we, we put capital and ideas together. I mean, it would seem to me... And I've highlighted this multiple times on the show. Kelly Jackson, if you're watching the program, uh, you know what I'm talking about here. It would seem to me someone like you could get eight to ten of these 15-passenger vans on the road. Mm -hmm. You seem like you have five kids. Mm -hmm. You seem like you're, one of your strengths is organization. Yes. <laughs> five kids. You strike me, and I've known you for all of 22 minutes here. Uh, you strike me as an incredibly detail-oriented person that dots the I's and crosses the T's. Is that you? Yeah. Yeah, um, you could conceivably manage the routes from a computer at your house mm -hmm. through a CRM, get eight to 10 of these buses on the road, have other stay-at-home moms that are looking for part-time income, drive the buses, you communicate with them via text, via FaceTime, whatever, mm -hmm. on our iPhones. Say, here's pickup, here's drop-off, I think the $5 one way and the $5 back is you being one of the most generous, amazing human beings in the world. Um, I think people would pay $15 or $20. I mean, going late to work when you have to meet your boss or you have an important meeting with your client or kicking $20 one way to get your kid to school when the price of uh, an Uber from your house to Walton Middle School is 25 to 30 bucks. It would seem to me you could raise the rates, you could scale to eight to 10 buses, and you legitimately would have a deep six-figure business here. Maybe. I, I'm going to have to fill my own van before I can branch out beyond that. Okay. We still have space in the van. Okay. Well, let us know how we can book rides with you. Okay. So you just go to waltonshuttle.com. Super easy. Uh, you fill out the online waiver form. Text me. We'll figure out the easiest place to pick you up. Oh, that's another thing. People thought I was only, they had to come to me. There some, I, I will go to the different neighborhoods and probably pick people up at the bus stop they would normally go at. Um, you can text me, and then we can work out the details of exactly what time I would get your child. Uh, it's super easy. Um, Paul McCarter watching the program. He initiated the petition against Dr. Matthew Haas. Paul, we will get to that uh, petition in a matter of moments. That's not a topic for now with Alana. Too much respect for her to bring that up with her. Um, I I, I'm going to say this again. I love what you're doing. Thank you so much. I think, I think what you're doing is, um, I, I, 
I'll be very straightforward. I think it's almost charity. It might be at this point <laughs> if I, we I, don't I fill the van. <laughs> I think you. I think you have uh, incredibly underpriced this. And and if you ever need some help putting the the model together with what could be the true market rate of 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 a trip, I'm happy to do that. Um, I think you could have a brand created like the Blue Ridge Transportation Service. You could get eight to ten buses in two weeks on the road. Um, and I don't know. Well, I, I will say I will be doing some driving for weddings on the weekends as well. Okay. And when I do that, I, I've not licensed it yet, but the plan is to call it something blue. Okay. <laughs> Um, and that's a, a great way to get people to and from the, the venues and back to their hotels, especially after they've been drinking. Maybe. Something blue, the play with the wedding, and the fact that the van is blue. Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you have a name for your van? It, we usually call it Big Blue, or, Big the, blue. or the Blue Whale. Or, or the Blue yeah. Whale? Yeah. You've made some jokes on social media or on your website. You've probably seen me around town. In this I am area. the only person with a van quite like that that I've ever noticed. There, huh. there was one time someone had another van, and I, I wanted to be like, can we be friends? Hi. But that was weird, so I didn't. Um, but I haven't seen that one in a while, so I, I think I'm the only one. Yeah. Uh, how difficult is it to drive this van? It's not hard. I actually grew up driving a huge van for okay. my family, and okay. that van was older than me and would die when you went around corners. Wow. So when we got this, I was like, this is cake. I love driving this van. Does it have the backup camera? Yes. It ha oh, that was actually one of our requirements. Cause, so um, so with it's all the gravy children, with the backup camera. Yeah. We're like, we cannot have a van this size without knowing exactly what's behind us at all times. Um, so yeah, no, it's a breeze. I love it. it. It's a little harder to park, so my general solution to that is to park very far away and walk. You so got uh, Jennifer watching the program down Fifth Street Extended. She says, would she consider picking up our kids in the Fifth Street Extended neighborhoods? So I have said no to Fifth Street people for now okay. because it's so far out of the way. It doesn't feel like it when you look at the map, but when you actually time it out, it adds like at least 20 minutes to the drive. Okay. I, I did. Someone was inquiring last night and I had to turn them away. But to your idea of branching out and starting more buses, that would be an excellent idea then. Dude, I legitimately, I, and I, again, I'm, I'm a businessman here. If you watch the program, and a lot of you guys do, you know I'm a business person here. I swear, I think the market value for this is $15 one way. Mm -hmm. You could create a monthly membership package. The monthly membership could be discounted versus the a la carte mm -hmm. uh, route. I think you can undoubtedly get eight to 10 buses. Let's call the bus 30 grand a pop. Mm -hmm. If you get eight, we're looking at 240 out of pocket, 240,000. Mm -hmm. 240,000 is not a lot to get together to launch a business. You go 240, you get eight routes. You strategically position the eight routes over Albemarle County. You charge 15 bucks one way. You create a membership package that's on a monthly basis. You say there's gonna be strict rules on it. If you don't follow these rules, you're off the bus. So many folks have relayed stories. In fact, when Joey Rifkin was interning for us, he talked about how on Albemarle County buses right now, kids are getting massively bullied on the bus. Yeah, I like, believe it. Massively bullied, and the bus driver can't really do anything about it because the driver's the driving the bus. Yeah. Yeah, and they can't yeah. see in the back of the bus. I wouldn't imagine with the Blue Ridge Transportation Service, hand, no, hand, that hand, will not there will be any bullying. <laughs> I can already tell that you're a strict uh, rule follower. Yeah, right no, here. we don't allow that. <laughs> and if bullying does happen on the Blue Ridge Transportation Service, you They'll would kick gone. them off. Yeah. You know what? Let me do this GoDaddy.com. I'm going to go into GoDaddy, Blue Ridge Transportation. Transportation, just call it Blue Ridge Transportation. Blue Ridge Transportation is available. Okay. 
I will have to give that some thought. <laughs> just, I'm yeah. just making no, some you're, suggestions. You're not wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. How about this? Um, some closing thoughts for the viewers and listeners, and then one more time, plug how we can fill up your bus and get on the ride, and then some closing thoughts. Okay. So one more time, it's waltonshuttle.com. Okay. And actually, I would encourage anyone listening, even if you're not planning on using my services, to go ahead and fill out the waiver. And that way, if you're at work and suddenly your boss calls for a meeting at the last minute and you can't get out of there, you've already filled out a waiver, you could text me and say, hey, can you grab my kid? I'm sorry, this is last minute, and I will absolutely do that. That's a great suggestion. Mm -hmm. uh, Janice Boyce Trevelyan says, you are doing a very, very good thing. Kelsey is watching on uh, Spotify, and she sends this. She says, this is a fantastic service that she is providing. On LinkedIn, Todd Byrne says, Thank you for standing up and doing something so great like this. On Facebook, Leslie is saying, these are the kind of people we need in the community. Kevin Higgins is giving you some props, right? I mean, just good people here. I, I will encourage you this. There's no one that gets more, catches more flack, I think, because literally for 15 to 20 hours a week, I'm giving my opinion in front of thousands mm -hmm. of people, and we're talking politics, we're talking schools, parenting, education. I mean, hot button issues. And, you know, when you give your opinion on hot button issues, people are going to dislike it. I would throw this to you. Ignore it. I didn't even think I was giving an opinion on a hot button topic when I brought this up. I know. It's so crazy. <laughs> I saw it, too, and I was just like, I couldn't believe it. She's, this is basically charity at these rates, guys. I want you to realize that. Um, all right, Judah, this is fantastic. Alana, we wish you the best. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah. This was wonderful. This was really fun. It is absolutely our pleasure. Thank you, guys. Uh, and the website, for those who are asking, Walton, uh, Walton Shuttle, mm -hmm. waltonshuttle.com. I'm looking at it right now. Nicely done uh, website. All right, we can go to a one-shot, and if you want to help Alana out over there, that would be fantastic, Judah. A lot I want to cover. Alana, you crushed it. Seriously, you were awesome. Best of luck. Um, Kevin Higgins says this. You'll love this on the way out. He's watching in Greenwood, which is a suburb of Crozet, uh -huh. uh, and, and the kids in Greenwood are routinely showing up after first period to school. He says, this area needs 10 more Miss Smiths. Instead of complaining about a huge issue out of our control, she decided to do something about it. I don't even see this as a business. I see this as someone doing the right thing to do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now he's almost made me cry. Yeah, thank you. You are a rock star. You have a good day. Um, Kevin, thank you for that. Um, all right, so viewers and listeners, we're going to put the headlines on screen on a one-shot. Do you have the one, the one shot on with the PTIs right there, J-Dubs? Oh, J-Dubs is making moves. Killing it, J-Dubs. Paul MacArthur, we're going to get to your petition in a matter of moments. I want to dot the I's and cross the T's. And Judah, maybe we weave you in on a two-shot here because I, I count on your sensible um, takes and opinions often. Dylan's rule says this. Thank you for standing up for the bus drivers, Jerry. This isn't a bus driver issue. This is a man management issue. Amen. Um, Dylan's rule, I'm responding to you. Um, also on Twitter, Warrior AG. I love you, Warrior AG. I haven't seen you in a moment on Twitter. He said, I've been screaming from the mountaintops for over a year. The bus situation will get a lot worse, and it has, and it will continue to get worse unless ACPS makes huge changes with the transportation department, especially with management. I'm going to quote tweet that. Please read Warrior AG's tweet. I agree 110% with him, exclamation point. Um, Judah, let's weave you in on a two-shot. Give me a thumbs up when J-Dubs, who's known up and down the East Coast as a man of perspective, 
a debonair man, a well-dressed man, a well-manicured man, a charming man, an all-around A-plus guy. Ladies, this guy is single. Slide up into his DMs. Ask Judah out on a date. Judah loves sushi. He loves Thai food. He loves Korean Thai barbecue. Food. He likes smooth jazz, especially Kenny G. Do you like any of that stuff? Uh, maybe one or two things in there I uh, like. Can you help me understand that the, the shade or the hate that she's receiving? She just basically told her, can, and, and we may want to slide this one on a two-shot, or is this by two-shot over here? This camera? Uh, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'll look at this one. No problem at all. No problem. Look, she basically told us that she was not sure if an LLC was started or not. Yeah. You heard her say that, right? Uh, yeah, sure. She, she said, I'm not sure if we're having, we have an LLC or not. And then she said, I think I'm breaking even. Right. I mean, it's... This is not, a, this is not someone that's doing this for profiteering. And, and I'll... I'll yeah, it's not like she's holding anyone's feet over the fire and saying you have to. And who cares if who cares if it was fifteen dollars one way? Who cares well, if she came out, came out of the gates with eight or ten buses? I don't understand the hate for creating a business in this community. I understand some people whose thinking is likely that oh well, some people aren't going to be able to afford this. Well. So are, is, is your argument then that she does it for free because some people can't afford it? I, you know, I, I get that we want to, uh, to help, the, help people that are, are less fortunate, but at some point you have to say, look, if, uh, if all those people out there who are outraged want to, uh, want to pool their money and pay, and pay this bus for less fortunate people, that would be incredible and incredibly altruistic and just a wonderful thing to do but barring that happening their outrage is manufactured and meaningless because as as you pointed out with uh with alana smith she's not she's not a businesswoman it doesn't matter if she's a businesswoman she's not even make she's not even breaking even i mean I don't think she's. I, if no. if one of those outraged people could do the math on how long it will take her to just just to pay off the van, this is literally what if, I do for a living: is putting deals together like this and helping she, people it, create business models. If something happens to this bus, this van, while she's transporting kids, like a gasket is blown or some kind of engine problem, her business is immediately in the red and is losing money. I don't even think at what she's charging right now, there's any profit at all. No. I, 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 she's working at indentured servitude rates. Yeah. She's working well below minimum wage right now. Well below minimum wage. I think that's, I th I think that's looking at it the wrong way. But uh, Explain that. Like she said... There was, there was a problem. She knew that she needed to get her kids to school, and she expanded that into something where not only could she make a little bit of money to defray the cost, but she can help other people get their kids to school as well. This isn't like, you know, it's not like she was sitting around thinking, oh, man, how can I make money off of, off of people with kids that have to get to school? It was 
I have a problem that I need to fix for my family, and I've found a way where I think I can fix this, pro this problem for a few other families as well. There you go. Judah Woodcower dropping dimes and today. And because, because the van costs money, the gas costs money, the insurance costs money, she's making a little money off of this to defray the cost. I don't think she's making money off this. The she's point generating being, revenue. Point, okay, well... Split some hairs. Well, and I mean, we have to be. You, you taught me words matter. They do matter. Making money and generating revenue are two different things. Okay. A business can generate revenue and still operate in the red. Making money is an indication of net profit, which what she's doing right now is not net profit. Right. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. So, really, what it came down to was defraying the costs of, of running her kids and some other kids to the schools every morning and home in the, in the evening. This is what I want to do now. Viewers and listeners, this is why you watch the program. Is the, what did you call it, manufactured outrage? I'm going to give you a chest bump on that. You know that doesn't work when I'm sitting in this chair. Chest bump. All right, all right. That was a little violent. Thank okay. you. Manufactured outrage is, is a term that I would not have utilized, but I think it's 1,000% correct. Yeah. And this is what I want to do. I want to utilize... I, I don't understand. I, don't, I can't envision an argument that paints her as some horrific, uh, you know, money-grubbing, uh, you know, whatever. It just... It's... And, and that's why I say manufacturing. I think outrage. that's phenomenal. I how, think, how would you get outraged at, at a woman trying to help her family and other families? You're, you're kicking ass right now. Again, you're like three shows in a row where you're on fire. Manufactured outrage is exactly what's happening. Let's use the foundation, this story, manufactured outrage, for an umbrella mm -hmm. that describes or characterizes a small, vocal, organized, and strategized population of Charlottesville and Central Virginia. Much of what they go about with their arguments, their approaches to anything in Charlottesville is manufactured outrage. Chris Henry, 400 apartments on Preston Avenue. Manufactured outrage. Sidewalks on Stribling Avenue, manufactured outrage. A private bus service that's not making any money, manufactured outrage. The attacks on the Charlottesville Police Department over the last handful of years, to the point where they eroded morale with the Charlottesville Police Department for an extended period of time, manufactured outrage. That M.O., manufactured outrage, look at that. Yeah. That M.O. are also the initials of manufactured outrage. outrage, is so prevalent and real and like palpable and tangible in this community. Attacking Dr. Meg Bryce, manufactured outrage. Linking her to her, her late father, the Supreme Court Justice, manufactured Outrage. Do you I have the... Put the I put the picture He up. put the political sign on screen. Put the sign... This is what happened to Meg Bryce's campaign sign. She's running for the at-large seat for Albemarle County School Board. It's on screen? Yeah. 
somebody graffitied her sign with her maiden name, why they chose the color yellow, which is unreadable, is an indication of their level of intelligence. If you're going to graffiti this sign, dum-dums, use black spray paint. That's actually readable and, and, and understandable, instead of yellow, where you can't even interpret what you've written here, right? Yeah. Okay? All, also, dum-dums, who've graffitied this sign, did you know defacing political signs is a crime and you could legitimately be arrested for? Friend of the program, love him, sent me a text a few days ago. Mr. Harding took a campaign flyer off a door when he was running for what, state senate or delegate some years back. That removal of a flyer, his opponent's flyer, got caught on a ring camera. Yeah. That became news. He had to pay a fine. And it was in the 24-hour news cycle for a short period of time. You don't want to deface or steal political signs, even if you don't agree with what the candidate is doing. That legitimately could yield a fine and arrest for you. Pro tip. I mean, that's the extreme end of why you shouldn't do it. Well, what's the other end? The other end is just common, basic decency. <laughs> Thank you. Like, seriously. The golden rule. You know, you know that... When it's the when it's the when it's the other way around when it's I mean if somebody else is defacing a uh, a Democrat sign or somebody that uh, that uh, uh, identifies as a Democrat because I don't think uh, I don't think the school board uh, it's supposed to be apolitical yeah. Meg Bryce is not running as a... Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Socialist, right. Independent. Well, she's running as an Independent. The problem is, in today's social media world, people like to label. And a lot of her platform and ideology are rooted in conservative um, thoughts. And heaven so if you had a pegger, you'd peg her as a conservative. Yeah. Right? And heaven forbid we have... Uh... Diversity of thought on the school board. Or anywhere. Anywhere in Albemarle or Charlottesville. God, manufactured outrage. Manufactured outrage is such a great term to describe the very small yet loud population in this community. I, I think it should be held back for specific incidences because, because labeling an entire group with something is never... But the actions of that small how, and organized group are always rooted in manufactured outrage. See, there you go, making blanket statements. I Attacking Bryce and labeling her as her father's, um, her father's, uh, what would be a good term to use here? I mean, here? if you can point... Her father's, she, they're basically calling her father's puppet. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Or worse, I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you there, but, but you're also... Uh, Dylan's can, rule says this. If so you which, can prove that all those same people that are doing the one thing are also doing the other, I know that it's likely that they are a lot of the same people, but it seems a little uh, presumptive to, to say that everyone that's, 
that's complaining about the uh, the Walton bus, and everyone that's com- and everyone that's complaining about Meg Bryce and whoever it was that uh, spray painted Scalia on this sign are all the same people, is while probable, there's no there's no direct evidence, and by and by saying that everything that they do is is manufactured outrage again while it may be probable i i feel like i'm a, i'm a guy you're getting a little you know i'm a guy where there's smoke there's fire and and i got a guy who's sending me a text he asked me to not use his name this is not deep throat or anonymous i'm going to call him the fixer i know him well what he does for a living is he fixes problems you've seen that show on television there's one in Charlottesville. I'm going to call him the fixer. And the fixer texts me this, more like recreational outrage. They get joy and identity by being outraged, says the fixer, who's had to deal with a lot of these folks. Jason Howard, the king of Rio Road, says, Our sick ch- one, one sick child throws up in that van, which will happen and the steam cleaning cost eats a day's earnings, if not more. It's a public service, not a profit center. Perfect comment. Yeah. There is zero, there is, I have no doubt in my mind that this will be a financial loss for this family. This is literally what I do professionally, is I take folks that are entrepreneurs and bring their ideas to market. Finding them financing, real estate, attorneys, architects, Branding, social, digital, yeah. well, utilizing con- the services of the fixer if needed. Considering the fact that they've had the van for four years, I'm sure that they've already eaten the cost of, of buying it. So it'll be fairly easy and quick for them to figure out how, how above or below the line they're going to end up with gas and insurance and however many, uh, however many people they get on a regular basis. There, there is no profit here. Right. There but is no property. I'm just saying they'll know pretty pretty quickly what the how, She's working how far. for below minimum wage. Okay. She's working for below minimum wage and she's going to be in a tiny container during flu and cold season in about 45 days with unmasked children and no windows open. In 45 days, she's going to be in a petri dish of every influenza that is creeping down the hallways of Walton Middle School. Yeah, but then so are all the parents when their kids come home. I don't want to be around other kids in a tight, confined area during I'm, flu season. I'm just saying, whether it's in the classroom or in, a, or in an actual school bus, those kids are going to be around that and are bringing it home to their families. You know whose kids I, I like? I get what you're saying. You know whose kids I like? Yours. My kids. My kids. That's who kids I like. Mm-hmm. My kids. Oh, uh, let's go to Twitter. And then we're going to get to some other topics. Ginny Who. Love you, Ginny Who. Ginny Who. She says, someone actually providing a positive solution to the bus fiasco. Amen, sister. I'm responding to that comment. Amen. Sista. How do I spell sista? S-I-S-T-A-H? Yeah. Sista. Amen, sister. Uh, Dylan's Rule says this. Dylan's Rule is giving you some props. Judah is correct. This is manufactured outrage. The outrage crowd exposes socialist Charlottesville's hypocrisy. They want public institutions for all, yet Albemarle County Public Schools cannot do the job. 
here's a woman trying to do something for others and she's evil because she might make a profit. He also adds Dylan's rule. So would socialist Charlottesville rather just have these kids not attend school at all because the government can't get these kids to school? Exclamation point. Yeah. Warrior AG says tearing up or defacing a political sign is a federal offense and tearing up and defacing political signs are a sign of the times when we can't agree to disagree or you get called some ugly names. Warrior AG, I love that you're on Twitter right now, homie. Ginny Hu says this on Twitter. Yes, those people thrive on the manufactured outrage. It's an addiction for them. There's no one in this community, I think, who experiences more manufactured outrage than yours truly. Okay. Name one person in this community that experiences more manufactured outrage on a 24-7, 365 cycle than yours truly. Name one. Exactly. Exactly. I'll, I'll leave that to our, uh, our viewers. Um, this is from Deep Throat. If she came out with 10 buses and undercut the public system in some way, sure, I guess you could criticize that. But in this case, she only came out with one because the public schools screwed up. Her presence does not in any way make life more difficult for those who don't use her service. In fact, the contrary. Van pulling makes the drop-off and pickup line shorter for everyone else. He continues by saying this, still, think she makes some money, revise the numbers for the info that is the first round payday, 130 per day revenue, 50th per day costs, standard MO for socialist Seville, manufactured outrage, friend made up signs criticizing new zoning, three got stolen off people's lawns on Rugby Avenue. Oh, how do you, why is the manufactured outrage so prevalent in this town? And I will say this, the manufactured outrage, I love that term. The manufactured outrage is a talk show host's dream. Yeah, I mean, it's what got It gives that, us content every day. It's what got that woman, uh, what was it, what is it? Uh, she wasn't actually expelled from UVA. It was expelled in abeyance. Is oh, that yeah. What it was? She had a mark. She was expelled without being expelled, but a mark was done on her transcript. I believe it was called expelled in abeyance. Ziana Bryant... Yeah. Manufactured a massive steaming pile of outrage. Charlottesville's activists, probably primary activist, Zianna Bryant, the same Zianna Bryant who had the press conference in Lee Park about the statues when she was in middle school, the same Zianna Bryant who attacked Chris Henry at the church about the 400 apartments that were being built on Preston Avenue, the same Zianna Bryant that's often speaking before city council said at a Black Women Matter protest on Water Street that a white UVA student, a girl, a white UVA female, the daughter of a fallen and dead police officer, she overheard this white UVA female student who was in a car... Well, she said it... ...who was blocked by a work truck... The work truck was in place to protect the Black Women's Matter protest on Water Street. The white UVA female student said, if it was not for these work trucks, these people would be speed bumps. Yeah. Zianna Bryant took that comment and said that this was a racist attack against us. She didn't even hear it first person. She heard somebody else... Secondhand. ...mention it. Heard it secondhand. And then, and then basically formed a, a, 
group of pitchfork-bearing pitch uh, protesters to chase the woman down. Took, and took it a step further, took it to the University Judiciary, University Judiciary Committee, UJC, yeah. and filed an honor code violation against her. The public perception or the momentum of what Zayanna Bryant did snowballed so greatly that UJC suggested or voted yeah. that this white female UVA student, the daughter of a dead police officer, should be expelled from school. Upon further review, everyone realized that Zayanna Bryant, the UJC, and the snowballed momentum was a jump to judgment. And upon further review, they found that the white female UVA student of the dead fallen police officer said the comment, but did not have it with any ill intent. And now she is suing, the white female UVA student is suing much of the University of Virginia, including President Jim Ryan. Yeah. And I think has a pretty valid case. Oh yeah. Pretty valid case. Because if you Google her name in any capacity, and any employer is gonna Google, or is gonna digitally investigate anyone they hire, they will see this online and the stories that link to her first online are the one that paint her as a racist yeah this is slander and a payday waiting to happen and you speak of manufactured outrage guess who is not offering any comments on the record guess who's not offering any comments on the record about this uh zyanna bryant i was gonna say zyanna bryant so it's okay for zyanna bryant to create all this momentum and attack this person, but once the investigation finds that everything Zayanna Bryant said was actually not how it played out, Zayanna Bryant then goes quiet and says nothing. Yeah. That is the definition of? Uh, well, initially, manufactured outrage. At the end, I'd say it's uh, the definition of... Uh, Cowardness. Unwillingness to, uh, to, face, to face your responsibilities. I mean, our responsibilities as human beings, even. I mean, come go. on. Trying to destroy someone's life because of something that you overheard someone else say that they said, that's frankly terrifying that there are people out there that are perfectly fine destroying lives over hearsay. There it is. That's terrifying. Judah Wickhauer is dropping dimes today. Katie Pearl, KTP. The Queen of Whitehall says, one might agree she's probably not charging enough. She's definitely not getting rich on this, and I know I definitely would not want that responsibility. Dude, if I was charging $50 one way and $100 round trip, I wouldn't want this responsibility. If I had eight vans on the road charging $50 one way and $50 back and had a deep six-figure income here, I still wouldn't want this responsibility. One accident, one kid getting trouble, one kid getting hurt, one kid having some kind of physicality or some kind of health issue or some kind of like worst case scenario, everything is on the line for this family. Yeah. She is, Kevin Higgins makes the comment she should file a, make this a nonprofit. 501c3. There you go. Kevin Higgins dropping dimes today as well. Oh, manufactured outrage. God, Judah's on point today, is he not? Yep, Morgan Benninger is her name. And now she is suing UVA and Jim Ryan. You're exactly right, Deep Throat. And yeah. you know what's going to happen? This lawsuit's not even going to make it to court. 
UVA is going to settle out of court, and I would not be surprised if it's a million-plus-dollar payday for Morgan Benninger. There's not really anything they can do to make up for the, F, the massive F-up that this is. To her personal brand. Yeah. The massive F-up to her personal brand that will live in perpetuity online anytime a potential employer Googles Morgan Benninger's name. Yeah. They Google her name, and they will see on a cursory glance, they will see if she, they will call her a racist because that's what the media outlets describe her as. I mean, look at this. I'm literally doing this right now. I hope she gets millions of dollars from UVA, Judah. Yeah. Millions of dollars. And let me ask you this question. And you talk about manufactured outrage. When does something like this start impacting Zyanna Bryant's credibility as an activist? I mean, if all of, if she's surrounded herself by a, an echo chamber of, uh, of outraged people. Of yes people? then it's never going to. I mean, it's the kind of thing that's, like, she, I, don't think, I don't think she can be directly sued for any of this, which is kind of a shame. But the fact well, of the matter is that this type of... Well... Well, you think she can be sued? Or I mean, she owns a house. Yeah, but... She owns a home. I mean, you can use the GIS... To find out where Zyanna Bryant lives and, and the value of her house, it's public record. There's assets there. Yeah, but I would think that, uh, that Morgan Bettinger's lawyers would have gone after Zyanna Bryant if they could, if they thought it was reasonable and, uh, and plausible and going to result in you know, a, a win for their side. Considering that they are not going after her, I disagree with that comment. I disagree with that comment. I think what you her don't think no. that a lawyer would advise her. No, I think what the attorneys are doing, and I'm no lawyer, and I did not <laughs> stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, but I'm a guy with common sense and some deductive reason reasoning and some some you know street smarts. And and Jim Hingley, if you're watching, actually Jim, you probably can't comment on this, and I totally respect that. Um, John Blair, I know you're probably not going to comment about this. Any Esquires that are watching, Lloyd Snook, I, I, I understand that you can't comment about this as well. Um, Esquires that watch this program almost daily. Um, if I'm an attorney and I'm going after a defamation lawsuit, I go after the slam dunk and I don't convolute the waters with peanuts. There's no reason to step over million-dollar bills, $100 bills, $1,000 bills, $10,000 stacks to pick up $5 bills and $10 bills in 20 spots. And the extent of what Zyanna Bryan has from an assets standpoint is her house. And I bet you her house is in the neighborhood of somewhere between 275 and 400 275 and 400 Why go after peanuts when you can go after a filet mignon? And the filet mignon is the University of Virginia. And the University of Virginia is not even going to let this go to court. They're going to just going to settle. They're going to offer a stack of money. And, I, and like Ginny Hu just said, Ginny Hu, you said this, good for the student. I hope she takes them all to the bank. I'm going to quote tweet that. The easy path to a payday is Jim Ryan, UVA, and they're going to settle, and they're going to give her some ducats, and this is going to go away. And part, and here's the crappy part about this. You want to hear the crappy? Well, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of crappy parts about this. One of the crappiest parts about this is when Morgan Bettinger gets her payday from UVA, 
It's going to have a non-disclosure agreement associated with it, and she's not going to be able to talk about this ever again. She's yeah. not going to be able to talk about what UVA paid her, how it was settled out of court, and how she won, and how she cleared her name. And that's the balancing act that she's going to have to embark upon. How do I do this in a way where I get enough money, enough money from UVA, where I weigh the scales of justice, this payday from UVA is going to be enough for me to overlook a lack of apology or my name truly being cleared online? Because what's posted online lives there forever. And that is the scales of justice. Warrior AG says this, Miss Diana Bryan has been getting rewarded for manufactured outrage since she stopped in Lee Park with a bunch of adults propping her up. I'm going to respond to that by saying, I mention this live on air, Warrior AG. Comments are coming in fast and furious. Um, Carly Wagner says to KTP, you already have a good portion of that responsibility. How many kids do you have in your carpool daily? And gives her the kissy face emoji. I love when the viewers and listeners interact with each other on one of the 15 Facebook pages this show airs upon. I agree with Kevin Higgins. I think she's going to lose money in this endeavor. I think she's going to lose money in this endeavor. Chad Wood, uh, one of the single wing's finest tailbacks, a guy that helped the Western Almora Warriors to Jefferson District Hardware with Steve Isaacs at the helm, says controversy sells whether it's true or not. Chad Wood also says Kevin Higgins is dropping dimes at the Golden Corral as well. Oh, God damn, that's so funny. Uh, uh, KTP, I don't think she's charging enough at all. Suzanne Daly says, I also love the comment, manufactured chaos. I use that phrase on the regular. Manufactured chaos. Suzanne Daly says, masks don't work. Don't give them any ideas, Jerry. Don't even get me started on what they have done to kids' speech and literacy. Uh, Maria Marshall Barnes says, I hope someone has a camera that caught this. Is that the chest bump? Is that what you're talking about there, Maria Marshall Barnes? Uh, I think she's talking about the uh, Scalia spray painted. Yeah, here's some good advice. There you go. Here's some good advice for Dr. Meg Bryce. Dr. Meg Bryce, this is what I would do if I were you. Just some free advice. Take, take, with, take what you want with this. How much are those cameras? Those cameras are so cheap. You're talking about GoPros? No, like a field camera. I don't know. I don't Put never... one of those cameras next to your signs. Capture these people in the act. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll ask you this question. Is the manufact this is a this is a legitimate topic here. Is the manufactured outrage, the manufactured chaos, the manufactured outrage and chaos that is being initiated by activists in socialist Charlottesville, is that painting or depicting Dr. Meg Bryce into a sympathetic even more likable and approachable candidate. Are they basically using bullying tactics? Yes. And through these bullying tactics, is socialist and activist Charlottesville the Goliath to Dr. Meg Bryce's David? Uh, you're saying are they backfiring? Is this a mm. political ploy 
that's going to backfire and paint Dr. Bryce into a sympathetic character, propelling her to general election at-large seat victory on the Albemarle County School Board? Uh, I think in a smaller town and a town where the uh, where the media was more uh, integral, that that might be the case. But I think Charlottesville is just large enough that uh, this might not get the coverage. Like, yes, we're talking about it. And the oh, after we talk this. about it, it's going to be after we talk about it, it's going to be on the uh, news. I'll put it in perspective. On Monday's show, we talked about Miss um, Smith's Alana Smith's Walton Shuttle, and she said immediately after the show was over. NBC 29 and the local news outlets called her, referenced this, and interviewed her. I see the local news watching us right now. The TV stations and the newspapers have hired because they're losing money. Legacy media is struggling and losing money. So who is reporting the news now is 22-year-olds fresh out of college. 22-year-olds fresh out of college, 23-year-olds fresh out of college do not have the institutional memory to report the news. That's why you see them on Reddit or social media begging people to do an interview or watching our program for content for their stories. But what the TV news, the radio news, and the newspapers can't do is do long-form content like we have, nor do they have our network of reach, of people, of who we know. In my contact list literally right now, I'm going to contacts... How many contacts are in my phone right now? What do you think is the number? Uh, is there a hard limit like there is on Facebook? <laughs> no, there's no hard limit. Uh, I, I don't know. 6,000. Damn good guess. 5,884 people. 5,884 on my phone. Pull out your phone. Go to contacts. <laughs> Pull out your phone. Go to contacts. Yeah, no Scroll to the bottom. It's not going to be that many. I, I'm, and I, I don't care. I just want a comp. Just a comp. A comparable. No, thanks. Okay. Is it over 100? Maybe. Okay. 5,884 people. Contacts in this community generated over 23 years of doing business in this community. That's why when somebody calls me and says, I have a problem, I need you to help me fix it, or I'm looking for financing, or I'm looking for a space to launch my business, or I have this issue with, with politics, can you help me get it through? That's why we've built a business around this. Jason Howard has a damn good comment. Jason Howard, this is for you, King of Raya Road. Jason Howard, have you, have you gotten an I Love Seville sticker from us, mailed to you from us, Jason Howard? Please let us know if you've gotten a sticker from us because I want to mail you a free I Love Seville sticker because of how good your participation has been today. I will mention this on air. Jason Howard says, Jerry Miller, isn't there a newspaper saying that says headlines appear on the front page and are read by everyone, retractions are shown or printed on page 13 and seen by no one? The first Google result you are talking about will never disappear. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Although firms like mine have the capability of pushing content down to other pages. For example, I'm not going to say who because anonymity is my bond. Keeping my word is my bond. It's how we stay in business. We had an incredibly prominent figure that got in a significant financial problem. Significant financial problem. We're talking bankruptcy. We're talking loss of business. We're talking loss of house. And he employed our firm to take that content 
and push it down to pages five and six of Google over a 30 to 45 day period of time. We also had another client who got in a significant car wreck that injured other people and he employed our firm to take that news story and push it down to pages seven and eight of Google and paid us a retainer to do that. So there's ways around the first slot of Google. Kevin Higgins throwing shade at Chad Wood. Chad, the Golden Corral staff really misses you. They said they haven't seen you since dinner last night. <laughs> oh, I love when Higgins and Wood just so spar on social during our show. I love you guys. You guys are great. I sincerely love you guys. Um, manufactured outrage. God, I love that phrase, Judah. I love that phrase. All right, let's get to Paul MacArthur's petition to fire Dr. Haas. Damn, we're already an hour and 15 minutes into the show. Paul MacArthur, we'll talk about this some tomorrow as well. <coughs> Paul MacArthur is a realtor. He has two daughters. He lives down Avon Extended. Um, he is a well-spoken, active parent, as is his wife, Jen MacArthur. Paul launched a petition a couple of days ago that now has 815 signatures and the petition is rooted on the foundation of firing Dr. Matthew Haas as superintendent of Albemarle County Public Schools. Guess what he references? The rebranding and renaming of schools. Who's talked about that for two years? This talk show, right? Guess what he references? The school bus shortage. Mm -hmm. The fact that they still have not figured out this bus driver scenario. Guess what he references? The achievement gap of students of color and economically disadvantaged students. Guess who's talked about that topic? Us on this talk show. The topics that we have covered on this talk show for at least two calendar years are the elements of this petition that is seeking the pink slip the firing of Dr. Matthew Haas, the head honcho of Almar County Public Schools. A lot to unpack here. First question is a direct one. Should Dr. Matthew Haas be fired? It's for better people than me to answer. You don't want to touch that? I mean, I would like to read all the allegations in- I mean, the, the in, petition is the show. What we cover on the show. Yeah, I know. Literally, this is the show. What is in this petition is the I Love Seville show. Like, literally what we cover. And I'm not throwing shade on you. Okay. He, this literally is listening to the show. I mean, I, I think there's a strong, uh, a strong argument for... Uh, so you're such a nice guy. You're hesitant to... Well, I, I don't... All right, Paul McCarter says it's not a petition to fire Dr. Haas. It's a petition to not renew his contract in 2025. There right. you go. That's essentially one and the same. Okay. That's one and the same. If you don't renew his contract, Dr. Haas probably will not finish his term. Because he'll look for a job where he can have a, a full term. Where he, he will look for a job where he can get longevity. If the petition is to not renew his contract, that is one in the same. Hmm. I mean, it's getting rid of him now versus uh, letting him run out his uh, limited tenure. 
what superintendent would stay in his job if he finds out today or at the next school board meeting that his contract is not getting renewed? What head football coach would stay in his job if he finds out that he's not getting a contract extension or his contract is expiring at the end of this year? No one would stay in their job. This petition is essentially a firing of Haas. Okay. What do you make of it? I mean, it's, uh, it sounds like it's got a lot of, a lot of backing. I think uh, there's definitely, uh, like I said. Um, Dr. Bryce signed it, and she put on her Facebook page that she signed it. I was surprised that Meg did that. I want to unpack that in a matter of moments and ask you if that was a political gaffe by Meg Bryce. I also want to highlight this and get your take. I guess these. Strawberries, strawberries, strawberries. Look at the lights. Strawberries, strawberries, strawberries. Pinch look the, at the bridge lights. of your nose. No, strawberries, 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 and look at the lights. The sneeze went away. That's the broadcaster trick. And we've look at the lights how, and say strawberries, strawberries, And we've seen how well it works. Well, I didn't sneeze. Not this time. I rarely sneeze. I'm going to ask you this question. As in, when did he launch the petition? He launched the petition 48 hours plus ago. 48 hours plus ago. Is this a legitimate number of signatures? 815 signatures in over 48 hours when we know that Pauly G, the school spokesman, said, how many effing families are in Elmore County Schools? Oh, Pauly G just had this comment. Where was that comment? Was it with the news? Was it with CBS 19? I see the TV stations in the newspaper literally watching the show right now. They're literally watching the show. Hold on. Let me see if I can find that. Ah, oh, here's a story from Albemarle County, from CBS 19. Paulie G said this. We have a county of one... Paulie G is the school spokesman. Jiramedia. I always mess, it, mess his last name up. Jiramedia. Just call him Pauly G. Jaramita. Thank you. There's, there's a, this is what Pauly G said. There's 100,000 people in Almoral County, 9,000 families with kids in the school system. 100,000 people in Almoral County, Pauly G says to the TV station, and 9,000 families with kids in the schools. As of right now, 815 people have signed the petition. Is 815 people signing this petition when there's 100,000 people in the county and 9,000 families with kids in ACPS a legitimate number? You're talking... I would say that's about 4% of families because if you figure that most uh, husbands and wives will have both signed it... Or husbands and husbands, wives and wives. Yeah. Um, you taught me words matter. It's a, I think it's a fair, it's a decent number. I you think mean, it's a decent number? Yeah. I'm surprised the petition doesn't have more signatures and more momentum. 
I mean, you're talking that, two days, and you're talking how is it being spread? So, how, of course, you know how it's being spread. Online? Social media, like everything else is spread. Yeah. Eight, I... That doesn't, that doesn't really say a whole lot, though. 815 is not a, a boatload of signatures. I know there have often been times when I've seen something like, oh, you know, sign this to blah, 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 and I think, oh, you know, I support that, but am I going to go to some random website and, like, add, give them my, my email address? Carly Wagner so says 14,000 students in ACPS. 14,000 students, she says. Pauly G says 9,000 families. Let's use the number 9,000 families. How many per household? Would we say 1.5? be conservative? 1.5 what? 9,000 families, 9,000 households. Can we use the number of 1.5 adults per household? You can. I'm, nobody's right. going to stop you. I think you. that's I'm conservative. I think that's on the low end. 9,000 times 1.5. 13,500 adults with kids in schools. And I think that's a low number. 13,500 adults with kids in schools. 892 people have signed this petition. 815, excuse me. 13,500. You're talking maybe 6% of the adults tied to ACPS have signed this. Yeah, that's what I said. How many of these are kids that have signed it? No way of knowing. No way of knowing. There should be a way of knowing. How, how would you know? Oh, completely worthless. There you go. All you have to do is sign your first name, your last name, and your email, and then you can sign the petition. How many of the people that have signed this petition do not live in Almaro County or do not have kids in Almaro County Public Schools? Yeah. How many of the people that have signed this petition do not live in Central Virginia? Well, that's why I said it's important to know how the. Uh, and you don't have that data. That's why it's important to know how the petition is taken. 815 people have signed, these school, have signed this petition. Does this, in fact, give momentum for Dr. Haas and create the opposite of what Paul is trying to do? What happens if this petition peters and does not gain more momentum? Does this further reinforce Haas in the eyes of the school board when Paulie G is going to say there's 100,000 people in Almaro County and 9,000 families in our school system? Could be. You're talking a very, 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 very small amount of people. And we don't know if these people are legitimately tied to the school system, if their children, if they live in Charlottesville, if they live in Louisa, or if they live in upstate New York. I think that's generally true of any, uh, anything like this. I disagree. You disagree? When you get votes, when you get people to sign to help you run for office, Dr. Bryce had to get signatures, T.J. Fadeley had to get signatures, Michael Pruitt had to get signatures. You have to assure that the signatures you get are from people that are residents within your district yeah. by documenting their address, their zip code, and where they live. Some politicians have gotten in trouble when they've gotten the necessary signatures. They've gotten them from friends that don't live within their districts. Mm -hmm. 
Paul MacArthur says all four school board candidates were asked to respond on if they support not renewing, and Dr. Bryce is the only one to respond as of now. Was it a political gaffe signing this petition and, and then indicating on your social media that you've signed it? And I'll follow that up with my data that this 815 people is a minuscule amount. And I would bet you these 815, not all of them are tied to ACPS directly. Was it a political gaffe from Dr. Bryce to announce that she signed the petition to not renew Dr. Haas's contract? I really don't think that this is going to be the catalyzing uh incident that uh, loses her the uh, the race. Allison Spillman didn't sign it. Her opponent. I, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised by either of those uh, statements. Why do you say that? We don't know if Allison Spillman likes Dr. Haas or not. Sure. Allison Spillman is on a 180 degree opposite end of the political spectrum of Bryce. But she hasn't made a statement on Dr. Haas, not that I know of. Does she need to? What are you saying? There's a lot to unpack with that. What are you insinuating? I, I mean, uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't Spillman and most of the school board generally tend to align with uh, Dr. Haas's type or style of, of thinking? slash uh, uh, governing? That's what I wanted. I knew that was going to come. That's what I wanted. And the answer is yes. I knew you were going to say that. Okay. That's why I asked the question. Spillman's ideology aligns with the current board and with Dr. Haas and his cabinet and their approach to curriculum diversity, equity, and inclusion, the prioritization of DEI, and the conversations that can happen or will not happen between parents, their children, and teachers, and what goes on in school hallways. Spillman not signing this petition and not indicating she's signing this petition is an indication that she supports the current board and Dr. Haas and his policies. Tacit agreement. What's that? Tacit agreement. There it is. That's why I wanted to go down this road. Bryce signing this petition and saying she's opposed to renewing Haas's contract is on the record opposition to the general of ACPS, Dr. Matthew Haas. Bryce clearly goes on the record with her disdain for the general. I wonder if that's a political gaffe. Because again, Bryce, don't really... to win this election, to win this election, mm -hmm. she's going to have to get middle-of-the-road voters. She's not going to win this election with a conservative platform. And she has to prove that she can get over the following hurdles. 
Hurdle number one she has to prove is the fact that her children go to private school and are not in ACPS. That's being used against her. Hurdle number two that's being used against her is her ties to her father, the late Supreme Court Justice. Hurdle number three she has to clear is the comments she and her husband made during a school board meeting about communication amongst teachers and parents when it comes to their children and their students as they sexually identify in schools versus homes. Those three hurdles are what will determine the outcome of this election. And I said this to her before she even ran. She'll confirm it if you ask her. Does the signing of the petition and acknowledging that she signed the petition help Bryce overcome any of those three hurdles and, as a result, appeal to moderate or middle aisle apolitical voters? Yeah, I think I could do some of that. What's that? I think I could do some of that. I think there will be I don't, some. I'm not sure it does. Okay. Well, but finish your thought. I apologize for interrupting. Finish your thought. I was just going to say that I'm sure that given giving it some thought, some people will come to see that, okay, maybe, you know, maybe they don't like the way that uh, Haas has been governing, so to speak. Uh, I think that's far more likely to win a few people over than to uh, overwhelmingly uh, set a particular group against her. Uh, there are going to be those who are against her no matter what. I don't think a whole lot of people who were undecided will take her signing of this, uh, of this petition as a reason to come out against her. I could be wrong. Um. Jason Howard, that's a good um, question. I'm going to go into vpap.org. vpap.org, and I'm going to put Yono, Yono Alcaro into vpap.org. I'm going to try to get you Yono Alcaro um, election victory. How many votes he got? in the Almoro general election school board race when he ran. Oh, it's difficult to find this, especially on the fly during a talk show. Okay, here it is. Uh, no, this is from 2019, 2015. All right, let me see if I can get daily. I'm trying to get the total votes that Yono Okaro got in the school board race. All right, here it is. Oh my gosh. Pop-ups. Daily progress. I want you to hear this daily progress. The paywall pop-up that you have on your website is one of the most unapproachable things that I've ever seen, ever. I'm now having to log in to figure this out on my phone instead of my computer, because that's where my profile is saved for the pay-for-play of journalism that we call the daily progress. All right, I'm looking for this. I'm trying to find the total votes Yono Okaro got in the at-large seat in the Almoral County School Board race to answer Jason Howard's question. 
Can you find that? How many votes did Yono Okoro get in the at-large seat? Good God, we're 90 minutes into this. How many, how many votes did Yono Okoro, it was very competitive. It was tens of thousands, uh, Jason Howard. It was over 10,000 in this race, voters. Can I do VPAP, Yono Okoro votes? Anyway, election results. Let me see if I can find election results. Can you find that, Judah? <clears throat> what year am I looking for? Yono Okoro. This is going to be tough to find. How many votes Yono Okoro got? All right, here's local elections, Almaro County. I do love VPAP, but it's a little clunky. Here it is. Here it is. Jason Howard, this answers your question. And I'm going to put the link in the comment section of my personal Facebook page. The link is in the comment section of my personal Facebook page. And I'm going to tag Jason Howard so folks can see this. Jason Howard, here is the data you requested. Yono Okoro, the at-large school board candidate winner in the last race, got 19,265 votes. 19,265. His opponent, Ann Oliver, got 13,538. And then there was a write-in candidate for 375. In 2019, in the at-large race, the one that Bryce and Spillman are going against each other in, Alcaro got 19,265 votes, his opponent got 13,538, and a write-in candidate got 375. That puts in perspective the 815 signatures on this petition. If this time last year, over 19,000 people voted for Yono, and this time last year, over 13,500 people voted for AEO, Ann Elizabeth Oliver, and this petition has 822 signatures, and we can't even decipher if this petition is people that live in Albemarle, or if it's students, or if people that live somewhere in Central Virginia or out of Albemarle County, and it has 822 signatures now, that puts it in perspective. Does it not? Can you even make the argument that this petition may strengthen a renewal for Superintendent Matthew Haas? If over 19,000 people voted for, for, for Alcaro and over 13,500 people voted for Oliver and this petition has now 822 signatures, wouldn't Haas and Philly G just say, look at the election results from 2019 and look at the total account on this petition today? Wouldn't that, I mean, isn't that just how it would work? Quite possibly. Philly G, you watch this program, Philly G. That's how I would spin this if I were you. You're the spin doctor for ACPS. That's how I would spin it if I were you, Philly G. All right, I think that's the show. We've gone over 90 minutes here. I got to make some money today. Catherine Lochner says, no one really cares about a change.org petition. Um, man, there is a boatload of comments on these Facebook pages. I, I'm, not, I'm having a hard time managing all these comments here. Anything you want to close with? And let me see if I can cherry pick some of these comments. Man, people are ripping Miss Smith. 
Listen to some of these comments. Christina Matheson says, that's crazy. You should be billing the city or the county for this, not the parents. 150 a day, really? You're taking advantage of a situation these parents and students shouldn't be in. Kyra Barrett says, while I commend the family that is offering this and think the gesture is wonderful, $10 per kid per day, that's $360. She's talking about the profit. Brian Talbert, this isn't a fun, feel-good story. Parents shouldn't have to pay for their, to get their kids somewhere they're legally required to go. Actually, Brian Talbert, that's not true. I learned from Neil Williamson that, Brian, in fact, I'll, re I'll respond to Brian right now. ACPS has no legal requirement to bus kids to and from school. Brian Talbert, did you know that? I learned that from Neil Williamson. Neil Williamson, are you watching the program? Neil! Is Neil watching? President of the Free Enterprise Forum, support the Free Enterprise Forum. Neil Williamson, are you watching the program? I believe he is. I learned from the President of the Free Enterprise Forum that public schools are not legally required to bus kids to and from school. Yeah, I remember uh, hearing that from Neil. Remember when he was on the show? It blew my mind. Yeah. ACPS has no legal requirement to bus kids to and from school. When does ACPS in Philly G and Dr. Haas just say, hey, by the way, this is an amenity we're offering. We have no legal requirement to bus kids to and from school. Yeah, imagine if they said, you know what? No more buses whatsoever. Buses are done. No more buses. Because they could say that. Now, you talk about manufactured outrage translating or transitioning into actual outrage. That would be an effing firestorm in Almar County. Yeah. But they have no legal requirement to bus your children and our children to and from school. Right. Can you play uh, some of the videos of the Charlottesville Police Department? Chad Wood, I would love to host a debate. I would love to host a debate between Allison Spillman and Dr. Meg Bryce. I'm going to tag them in the comment section of my personal Facebook page. Spillman. Spillman likes to... Where are you, Allison Spillman? Allison Spillman. Dr. Meg Bryce will come on this show and debate you. Allison Spillman will provide you the questions in advance, except for one question that will be a surprise for me, but will be fair. Allison Vic Spillman is her name, so I can tag her. Allison Vic Spillman. Ah, I can tag you. Allison Vic Spillman and Meg Bryce. In the comment section of my personal page, you are cordially, should I say cordially, and kindly invited to a live debate on the I Love Seville show at a day, at a day time of your pleasing, of your choice, as long as it is Monday through Friday at 12.30 p.m. Please pick a day, time, and 
we will host a debate. Allison, comma, Dr. Bryce is willing to do this. Are you? Question mark. I think voters should hear where you stand on key issues and our platform has the largest reach of any in this community. Respectfully, Jerry Miller. Should I sign it, Jerry Miller, when it's in the comment section of my own Facebook page? Uh, it's up to you. All right, I'm leaving the comment. Allison Vic Spillman tagging you and Megs Bryce tagging you. You are cordially and kindly invited to a live debate on the I Love Seville show at a daytime of your choice as long as it is Monday to Friday at 12.30 p.m. Please pick a daytime and we will host a debate. Allison, Dr. Bryce is willing, actually, since I called her Dr. Bryce, I should say, Miss Spillman, gotta be, words matter, gotta be, gotta be, gotta be up and up. Miss Spillman, Dr. Bryce is willing to do this. Are you? I think voters should hear where you stand on key issues, and our platform has the largest reach of any in this community. In fact, I'll, I'll tag their campaign pages so she can't say it got lost in the, uh, got lost in the mail. Got, it got lost in the mail. Allison Spillman. School board? What's her, what's her campaign page? Ah, it's right there. Allison Spillman school board plus Meg Bryce's campaign page. School board. Ah, there it is right there. And then respectfully, Jerry Miller. Should I tag myself even though it's on? All right. Chad. Can't do it more clear than that. Right here, right here. Um, one of the single wings, finest tailbacks, brought hardware to Western Admiral High School under Steve Isaac's head coaching regime. There's the comment right there. It's right there. You see it? It's right there. Ms. Spillman. Ms. Spillman. Don't try to creep out the back door, Miss Spillman. Don't weasel out that back door, Miss Spillman. All right. Anything you want to add? Uh, no. Nothing you want to add? You want another chest bump? No. Okay. Should we try to get you a date? I think you've already started the uh, ball rolling. We'll see what happens. Are you okay with that? I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable position. We'll see. I think we'll you're one of Charlottesville's most eligible bachelors. You have a lot to offer. Thank you. I sincerely mean that. That's all she wrote. Get us out of here. Um, Judah is going to uh, serenade us with a jingle to close the program. We're oh, ready yeah. for your jingle, Judah. Go. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> Just fucking. All right, that's all she wrote. For Judah Wickhauer, I'm Jerry Miller. This is the I Love Seville show on a Wednesday. We legitimately went. Judah, we went an hour and 45 minutes without taking a break, going to commercial. There's nobody else doing this in a 300,000-person market. There's not a single other person doing this in a 300,000-person market. That's all she wrote. So long, everybody.